in today's show. We're recapping Thursday. Oh yeah, it's weird time. We're going to talk about everything that went down there. A little bit of a look ahead to stuff that might be happening in the final three days. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fangio.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Yeah, all right, shit's happening. Like, we knew this was going to get bad. It's going to continue to get worse with weird stuff happening, without tankings going on. We'll talk about these five games and whether we can actually take anything from it at all and then sort of look ahead to some other news of what stuff is going on across the NBA. So, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right, um, we've... We knew it, sort of, but Pop basically confirmed that Devin Vassell and Jeremy Sohan are done for the season. Kelton Johnson and Zach Collins did play today, as did Trey Jones. We'll see whether they continue to do that. I think that Johnson probably sits one of the Spurs' remaining two games. I think they've got two more left. Let me double-check that. Um, If my screen would... uh, Yeah, they've got Saturday, Sunday. So I, I would say that Collins and Johnson probably sit one of those games, probably Saturday. And that opens up opportunities for Bates Diop, for old mate Julian Champagne, for whatever. We'll talk about the Spurs later on, but they are done. The Kings have said, all right, we're cool. We're listing everybody. Eight, seven, our top, seven of our top eight players are questionable. Harrison Barnes, actually the pencil Harrison Barnes, Barnesy. He's not. But Sabonis has ankle soreness. Sure he does. De'Aaron Fox has ankle soreness. Keegan Murray has foot soreness. Kevin Herter's got his right popliteus. Right popliteus. Uh, Malik Monk's got lower leg soreness. Davion Mitchell's got knee soreness. Trey Lyles has got shoulder soreness. Fake, 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 fake. Good. Fine. Sit him. Doesn't matter. You're locked in. You're at number three. It's not changing from there. And I believe they said that if like results go their way today, that those guys just won't play. Like if they are, if they do get locked in, um, Actually, I don't even know how that can happen because the Grizzlies don't play today, so I don't know what they're talking about. I heard it, the, oh, it depends how results go. They can't move. so They can't move down. So they can only move up. So yeah, I think they're pretty pretty locked in there and there's going to be a lot of players sit. And this is going to be the norm over these next couple of days with weird things going on. So the Kings listing everybody. We'll go back and actually talk about guys out later on at the end of the show once we see everything. But we got an update on the biggest bird, Zion Williamson. I'm the biggest bird. Still not ready. He's not coming back this regular season. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the playoffs. He had a re-injury of that hamstring in, in February. This is the, one of the longest hamstring injuries ever, and it's really soured me. Like, I'm one of those people who are like, yeah, you, yeah, you know my takes on injury proneness. And oh, that's just a little bit unlucky. This is four months for a hamstring injury. What's well, like, what's going on? I There's something really weird about it. I don't... The re-injury part, I know that's a real issue with hamstrings. This did not look like a bad hamstring at all. I have no idea what's going on. And it's very, very frustrating. And I'm going to be... I'm not one to usually steer away from players who are hurt 
in drafts or were hurt the year before, it's very hard to put any faith in Zion outside the top or inside the top 70, really. Like, he could blow up, but bloody, this is ridiculous. This is not the standard recovery from a standard injury where you go, oh, well, that's just bad luck. This is something different, and I don't know what it is. The Bucks, unsurprisingly, are resting all their guys tomorrow. Well, not all of their guys, but most of their guys. Middleton's not going to play the regular season. Drew Holiday's out. Lopez is out. Giannis is out. Connaughton's out. Grayson Allen's out. So you're going to be getting tons of Portis. Well, actually, maybe you don't get that much of Portis. Maybe you get a lot of Myers Leonard or Thanasis or Wigington or Dragic or Beauchamp or Green or Matthews or Portis or Javon Carter. It, it, this is The hard part about this season is we can look at this and go, yeah, look, Javon Carter, man, he's going to be a great streamer. But what if they go, well, he's actually on the fringes of being too good or not you know, to play, and maybe he starts and plays 15 minutes because we actually need him in the playoffs. Same with Portis. Man, Portis might feast. Yeah, he might play 12 minutes and Myers Leonard plays 40. That's distinctly possible. We saw that in a couple of games today where you want these guys to sort of play a little bit, but you don't want 40 minutes into them because they are viable reserves and valuable reserves. So you want to play the blokes who never played. Dragic, Beauchamp, Green, Thanasis, Wes Matthews, Myers Leonard, Lindell, Wigington. If you've got an open 10-day slot, sign one of those blokes and play them. That's what you want to do. So that's where it gets really tough in trying to predict this stuff um, at this point of the year. Jalen Brunson's out. I really don't think that Brunson, with that nagging hand issue, is going to play again this season. We know Randall, this regular season, sorry. We know Randall's out. We still don't have an update on Ron Barrett. Uh, he's questionable. Um, but, like, you're going to be... Will old mate, the Captain Combe over Tom Thibodeau, load 43 minutes into Quickly and Grimes and Toppin again, which is obviously batshit insane when you could be running out Fournier, McBride, Keels, Rose, Sims. Like, you could run those guys out. But no, no, no. We'll give our valuable players, our starters, 44 minutes in a game that means nothing. So I don't know what Thibodeau is going to do. Is someone going to give him a tap on the shoulder? Is he going to ignore, ignore that tap on the shoulder? I, I don't know. It is up in the air. I know what they should do. That doesn't really mean much. And then the Celtics. They are locked in as well. I thought we'd see more guys on the injury report, and that might happen tomorrow. But at the moment, they've just said, well, all our point guards are questionable. Derek White, Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard, all questionable. The only point guard who isn't is J.D. Davison. Tatum's not on the injury report. The two centers, Horford and Williams, aren't. Jalen Brown isn't. Are they going to play? Why? I have no idea. But are they just going to sit all of these guards? And then who's going to run it? Davison and Champagne and Hauser? It's weird, man. This could be a huge... This could be 40... This could be... If you go back into the histories of the NBA, like maybe, you know, histories, 2014, 2015... There's a, there's a stretch of games for the Kings in like April where Ray McCallum played 48 minutes a night at point guard for like four straight games to end the season because they just sat everyone else down. And maybe we get a 48 from J.D. Davis and maybe he pulls his Ray McCallum out and, uh, and puts some good numbers up. There's going to be weird stuff going on. We'll go through more of this stuff later on when we, uh, when we get to it. But today's episode and the most electric player of the week is brought to you by Nissan Aria. The most electric player of this week I'm going to give it to Shea Gildas-Alexander. He's been unbelievable all season. A huge steal. A guy that I had like at 20 in the draft and in my rankings. And then he hurt his knee in the preseason. I went, oh no. So I pushed him to like 33. And even then, that's like way too low. He's ended the season. He's averaging 37 points, six rebounds, five assists, a steal. He's going to carry the Thunder maybe into the playoffs. He's been unbelievable. So much power. So elegant, exactly like the Nissan Aria, the 2023 Nissan Aria, delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance. Beautiful, but also strong. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com.
Okay. Uh, let's look at the waiver wire. Let's look at the most added players over the last 24 hours. You'll see that most people, thankfully, aren't playing anymore, so the percentages aren't very high. But we go in here and we see that Oshaya Baji is up 8%. I don't know whether... Well, they actually went full tank today and sat Taylor Horton Tucker as well as Markkinen. I don't know whether Markkinen's returning. I think if he comes back, you get one more game. But Abaji up 8% is fine. Mamakulishvili, well, didn't do a huge amount today, but I do think he's going to get a big game on Saturday, so he's okay to add. He was up 5%. Bates Diop, they're just pumping minutes into this bloke. He's up 5%. That's a good add. John Davis up 5%. It's a good add. Bismack Biombo, I guess that's in preparation for Aiton sitting tomorrow. The Suns didn't sit anyone today, but it is a back-to-back, -back, so I think that's a good add. Malachi Branham up 3%. Well, I don't know you could add a worse game than what Branham put up today, but he's going to get opportunities. He's just a bad category league player. And then you've got Jalen Brown. How the hell was Jalen Brown available in enough leagues where he could be added in, or his owner or roster percentage could go up 2 percentage points? JB, you've done it again. Apparently that happened, though. Well, Chris Boucher is up 2% as well. I think there's going to be some opportunities for him if um, Canadian Tom Thibodeau doesn't uh, or does the right thing and sits blokes down. We'll see what happens there. Most dropped players, Denny Avdia. I think he's done. Um, he's out again tomorrow. I don't think he's coming back. You can drop him. Pokyshevsky's out again. I don't know why he was rostered. People drop Bones Holland. I get it. You want to get extra players in on a day like today. He was really good yesterday, but it is hard to trust that as we move forward. Gaz Trent was shithouse. Drop him 3% down. Joshy Richardson down 2%. Xavier T. Ullman. The Grizzlies apparently got to play everyone tomorrow, except for Santi Aldama, but Aldama's absence will help Tillman. So he got dropped because, yes, he missed last game. I think he might be okay to add. Trinidad Watford went down 2%, started today, then played under 20 minutes. So I guess it's the right move. And then Herb Jones down 2%. That's that's bold to do that after he blew up last game, but I get it. Again, you're just trying to get extra games in and get someone else who played today versus holding someone who plays on Friday um, with the Pelicans. So I get it. And that's where we get into difficult decisions at this point um, in the season in terms of you know making cutthroat looking moves to get the right guys in. Let's start with this shit show of a day. The first um, the first game we take a look at here was the old uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and our, well, this wasn't actually our Orlando Magic. It was um, a husk of the reminder of the soul of our Orlando Magic. Because the Magic went right. Um, we are locked. We are battling the Pacers, the Wizards, the Blazers, the Jazz. We cannot afford to win any more games. It is a back-to-back, -back, so we're going to sit every bastard that we can. And the Cavs said, all right, we're going to do it as well. We're going to sit everyone because we're locked in too. So this game, there was no Donovan Mitchell, no Darius Garland, no Evan Mobley, no, that's the Koala, by the way, no Jarrett Allen, no Karis LeVert, no Isaac Okoro. I don't know whether the Cavs play all those guys again on Sunday. I don't know. There's no need for them to play. I don't think that they will, but we'll find out. But the Magic, they said, all right, Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bonquero, um, Gary Harris, you're all out. And then um, Cole Anthony was available and didn't play. So they said everyone. Was that because it's a back-to-back? -back? Will all of these guys sit tomorrow? There's almost no chance Zalen Suggs... Zalen, that's a great name. No chance Jalen Suggs plays tomorrow after playing 24 minutes a day. But I, I, don't, I don't know. It was just a one-game thing. Are Fultz and all of these guys, Fultz, Carter, Wagner, Bonquero, are they all done for the season? No word on it. And so if you make an ad on a Magic guy, they might play literally zero minutes. It's it's hard. We I just, I don't know how to read it. If I was them, there is no chance that any of those starters would play rest of season. There's none. I want to keep hoping that another team trips up, flukes a win, and I can get a little bit of increased odds. They play the Nets tomorrow and then the Heat. They're not really going to be trying though, those opposing teams. So the Magic could luck themselves or work their way into two wins and push themselves from maybe getting sixth best odds 
to maybe getting ninth best. It's a big difference. It's a big difference because the top four odds go from 32% to 20%. It's a big difference. So I think we're in some strife there. For the Cavs, what do we take out of this? This is the problem. Like I can tell you, man, Isaiah Mobley, 18, four point, 18 to 4 rebounds, three steals, two blocks, two triples. It's an amazing game. Does he even play a single second in the next one? He probably does because it's on Sunday, but I don't know. Danny Green, 21 points in 26 minutes with three steals and a block and five triples. That is a vintage Dan Green game. He hadn't played in a month. Hal Neto had eight, two, and eight. Sam Merrill, who's a real player on the Cavs, played 22 minutes. Mamadi Diakiti had 13 and eight with a triple. And these are all unbelievably good games. Chetty Osman had 19, five, and four with four threes. And he was playing too well. So just have a seat, mate. Get someone else in there. We'll see what, yeah, just get try someone else. But he is a pretty good streamer. But I can't, they don't play until Sunday where 15 games on. I'd like to, before I added Isaiah Mobley or Osman or Diakiti or Danny Green, I'd like to find out whether the Cavs are sitting those guys on Sunday. And if they are, we've got a pretty good indication of the way things can go here. Like guys like Dean Wade won't carry a huge load because they actually want him to play in the playoffs. And Rubio only got 20 minutes. So they gave the guys that didn't play, which is I think the right way to go, the minutes for the Magic. Suggs was great. 22, 5, and 4, 5 triples. If you look at his scoring pattern, it's crazy. It's like 4 points, 20, 7 points on 24 shots, uh, 20 points on 2 shots. It's just the most up and down bullshit ever, and I don't even know that he plays tomorrow. And Bol, old mate Bol, league winner Bol Bol, off the bench for 30 minutes, 18 and 8. That's great. Honestly, does he play a single second tomorrow? I don't know. If they're all out, then he's a great at. And I even think old mate Jay Scrub is, Clippers legend. We had 11 and 5, two steals and a block. I think Scrub's actually not a bad player. But he's not going to play a single second if those other guys return. Chumura Keke, well, there's no way he's playing tomorrow. He had two points with three steals and two blocks. And with, and with rooted knees, he's just not going to get out there. And Caleb Houston had eight points in 30. We had Mo Wagner and Goga splitting the center minutes. I'd prefer Goga over Mo, but mm, don't know. Wendell could be back tomorrow. And Ad- Admiral Schofield had seven points with a triple one. Yeah, we're obviously the most interested in Bolt out of this game, um, because if he is in the rotation, he is obviously a clear ad for tomorrow. Even with 11 games on, you would start him if they sit everybody. But I do not know. I do not know if everyone's out here. I think guys like Anthony might play. Suggs won't play. The other guys, I just don't know. It's I don't know. We'll find out more tomorrow. I, I, I don't even have a strong read on that. I know what I would do, but this is the first indication of them sitting anyone, and it comes on the first night of a back-to-back, meaning were they just taking it easy because it is a back-to-back, or are they packing it in for the final three games? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. The next game, another blowout. The Heat, 129. The Sixers, 101. The Sixers do not care anymore. They are done. They are locked in at three. They, they don't care. The Heat, um, we know that Kyle Lowry is out tomorrow. But they even limited the guys' minutes in-game here. Adebayo played 24 minutes, 14 and 8. Don't be shocked if he doesn't play tomorrow. Tyler Hero, 24, 4 and 5, 32 minutes. Don't be shocked if he doesn't play tomorrow. We already know that Lowry is out and the Heat are basically locked in at the 8 slot. They can only move down, I think. Where are they? No, they're in the 7 slot. They they can't move down and they've got a 5% chance of moving up and the Nets play someone terrible. I think it's who they play. They play the Magic um, tomorrow. Yeah, the Nets play the Magic tomorrow. So basically when the Nets beat the Magic tomorrow, the Heat are locked in. So I would expect the Heat to sit guys down here because they're going to beat whoever... Who's the Heat playing tomorrow? It's all over the place trying to figure out who's got who and where is everyone playing. Uh, it's the Wizards tomorrow. Well, yeah, cool. Uh, they're going to win even if they even if they don't uh, try. So I'd expect a lot of guys to rest. Good game from Caleb Martin, 13-7-5. 
We got 21 Gabe Vincent minutes. He scored like 23 points last game, I think, and then had five here. But Lowry will be out tomorrow, so maybe there's a chance for Vincent. But don't be shocked if we're getting Jamal Kane and Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo and Haywood Highsmith. Oladipo might be a good stream tomorrow, but I'd be watching the status of Butler, Adebayo, and Hero. We already know Lowry's out. Maxi Struess, the winner soldier, hurt his thumb in this one. Maybe he sits. There's going to be shenanigans. And for the Sixers, we already know. Joel Embiid's out tomorrow. They sat Tyrese Maxey, and then we got um, De'Anthony Melton ruled out after playing 21 minutes. He wasn't particularly good. Embiid is out tomorrow. I would be, I would fall over if James Harden plays. I would be relatively surprised if De'Anthony Melton plays, and I would be relatively surprised if Tobias Harris plays. I think there's a chance that Maxey plays because he sat out today, but I don't know. What we do need to watch is with Embiid out, it's Paul Reed. Reed didn't do much in this gun. Not gum. In this game, two points in 10 minutes. We can look at these numbers. There's some okay numbers. Like Harden was all right. He was just all right. Embiid was all right. Toby Harris was all right. Um, Jalen McDaniels, he could be an interesting minutes guy tomorrow. 10 points with four steals. But the big one that is important is Shake Milton. With no Maxi and then an injured Melton, Shake Milton played 27 minutes, 11, 2, and 10. And if Harden sits and Embiid's out tomorrow, he's going to rack up big ones especially if Maxi is out as well. The, he's a really interesting stream tomorrow. If Toby Harris is out, Furkan Korkmaz and Jalen McDaniels might become options. Jalen has said played 25 day, which is more than Toby, but there is going to be high level shenaniganizing from this team tomorrow without any doubt whatsoever. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangel. The NBA playoffs are almost here and now is the perfect time to download Fangel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And you can bet on everything, the money line, the game totals, the point spreads, individual player props. It's all there at FanDuel. NBA Finals odds have not shifted. It's still the Bucks favored, favored, followed by the Celtics and the Suns. They're the top three seeds. The Sixers in at the fourth seed. And we've got some wild... What's the biggest spread for games tomorrow? Oh, there's nothing hugely major happening because everyone's going to be sitting sitting blokes down. But the Magic, nine-point underdogs against the Nets. Does everyone return in that one? You know, I don't know if they do. But you can check all that out over at FanDuel. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss that chance to get your no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Oh, yeah, let's get to this absolute disaster game. The Spurs... Lose to the Blazers, 129-127. San Antonio gets the loss slash win. They both had something to lose for in this one. This basically locks the Rockets in at number two and the Spurs in at number three. If the Spurs had have lost this one of the Rockets fluke to win somewhere else, San Antonio could have been at number two. So it doesn't change their odds at a top four pick. It doesn't change their odds at number one overall. It just lowers their floor, meaning the lowest they can drop down to now is seven where if they had been in the two slot, they could have dropped down to six. That's the difference. So they can now finish anywhere between one and seven in the lottery. They can't get any worse than that, and they probably can't catch Houston now in the two seed. Whereas the Blazers, they were getting chased down by the Wizards, Pacers, and Magic, and now they remain like pretty hard to catch, I would think, in that fifth best lottery odd zone. The Blazers said, right, cool, bet we're, we're, we're sitting everyone. Grant, Lillard, Nurkic, Simons, Thibel, Reddish, Little, Johnson, Winslow, Baji, 
And then, of course, Shaden Sharp out of nowhere, knee tendinopathy. What a, I'm really worried for Shaden Sharp's future. He's only 19. He's already got knee tendinopathy. I'm afraid I might have to rule his career over before it started. Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, you know, shape up. Like, this is what's happening. If you're getting knee tendinopathy at the age of 19 after having a very small load all season, I, I really worry for this kid's future. They might as well just cut him now. Honestly, I, I don't know how they can actually persist with a bloke with such dud knees. And of course, I'm taking the piss because this entire organization is taking the piss and they disgust me. Fake, 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 fake. Not only do they hire a um, alleged accused sexual abuser, um, they uh, just make shit moves consistently. And then they do this. Cool. Drew Eubanks. Fantasy league winner again. 23 and 9, 5 blocks, 3, three triples, 28 minutes. Keep rolling with him. Skylar Mays was too good, so they limit him to 23 minutes. 11, 2, and 7 with a triple one. I do think that Mays will play out the stretch here. The Blazers have given themselves that separation, and they are going against two teams, the Clippers and the Warriors, who probably are going to try and going to comfortably beat them. So I think Mays and Sharp will return for those. I think Mays will get his minutes back, and I think Sharp's minutes will come back up. But what about the Zebra? Johnny Butler. He was running point guard in this game, John Butler. Uh, 37 minutes, 12 points, two threes, four assists, two steals, two blocks. And as you would know, that is a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Are they going to give this guy actual minutes? I, maybe. Maybe we look at that. Because they did the thing where they started Mays and Watford and went, oh no, you're too good. Trendon, you played only 20 minutes, 16 and 6. Mays, 23 minutes. Let's pump more into John Butler and Jeanathan Williams. Jeanathan had 16, 4 and 4 and 80% shooting. They also said, Kevin Knox, you're too good also. 24 points in 24 minutes. I think you've got Eubanks, Mays, really good value. Then you go to Butler, Knox, maybe. Williams as maybe 12-team streams. Shaq Harrison as well. And then you go to um, you know, Watford, who I just don't think they're going to give enough minutes to. Manea and Jabari Walker. Like, it's a disastrous, but I do think that Sharp returns next game. And I think Mays and maybe Watford's minutes, but I think Mays' minutes push back up in the next one. For the Spurs. Vassell and Sohan are done. They also sat Doug McDermott and Devontae Graham here, but they did play, to their credit, Zach Collins and Calden Johnson. Collins was great. Revenge game against his former team. 21-10-4 with three blocks. Johnson had 24-5-4 with rough field goal percentage, but strong numbers nonetheless. Still not a top 130 player this season, Calden Johnson, the horse. Um, we thought that maybe the efficiency wouldn't be too much of a problem. Whose horse is that? But it has been, and his lack of peripherals hurts his overall fantasy game pretty clearly. The guy that's very interesting here, well, there's two guys really interesting. Cater beats Diop, 25-6-4 with two threes. They're just giving him strong minutes. He's probably an ad. They've got two more games this week. He's probably an ad. And then I, I am going to say this. I can't believe it. Julian Champagne. What the hell? Um, yeah. 24 points, five threes, two steals, 25 minutes. I said this a few weeks ago, and I said, look, I am definitely going to be telling you at some point, Champagne is going to be someone to watch. I, I didn't think I didn't think it'd be this much. I didn't think I'd have to talk about Julian Champagne this much, but I do. And you probably have to add him. With Malachi Branham shooting uh, 8% for two points, with Blake Wesley just being horrible, Champagne's outplaying both of them. And there's no Vassell, there's no Sohan. I think Keldon's going to sit a game, probably the next one on Saturday. I think Collins is going to sit a game. So you're going to have Don Barlow and Mamakulashvili and Champagne be streamable options on Saturday. And Saturday is a massive, massive streaming day with three games on. So you're going to have Bates Diop, you're going to have Champagne, you're going to have Mamu, you're going to have Barlow. You might have Branham in that mix as well. It's going to be a disaster day, but there are some interesting options there. Just don't expect Zach, Zach Collins, Zach. 
or the horse, Calden Johnson, to play both of their remaining games. I would be stunned if that actually happened. Let's go through to the next game. The Oklahoma City Thunder get the win. 114-98 over the Jazz, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Pushing them... What's what's their odds now against the Mavericks? So it must be pretty... They are... The, they need, the Mavericks need to win out, and the Thunder have to lose the next game now. So the Mavericks need to win two. The Thunder need to win one. So it's all it requires now is either a Thunder loss or a Mavericks win for them to secure a spot in the playoffs. There you go. They get the win over the Jazz. It was tied at one point, but obviously Utah's not trying particularly hard. Giddy was pretty good. 36 minutes, 17, 8, and 8 with three steals. Sharich, wow, he was out of the rotation a week and a half ago. 14 and 10 with two blocks and two threes. Interesting. That's maybe a deep league guy there. And same with Aaron Wiggins, who we know has been wildly inconsistent with minutes, but he's pushing a little bit more consistency now. 15 and 4 and 3 steals, while Pig Williams had eight, uh, 11 and 6 with 3 threes. Joe dropped his triples, 3 of them. That's what he does. 11 points with 2 steals. And Shea had 22, 7 and 7. Not a great game for the Bronco. I guess this decides Rookie of the Year. Broncos country, let's ride. Of course, I'm taking the piss. But he had 9 points, while Midwest Dylan Brooks played 19 minutes. Lou Dort. Did they decide that he's just not good enough? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, five points for him on 14% shooting with eight rebounds and nothing else. And they went to more Sharich and more Wiggins over Dort and even 16 minutes of Lindy Waters. Dort remains a points league player and a shocking category league player. For the Jazz, no Clarkson, no Gay, no Markinen, no Horton Tucker, no Sexton. No idea whether... Well, no Clarkson and Gay, they're not coming back. Um, they've got a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. Sexton's playing one of those only. I'd be really shocked if Markinen plays... And I think that Horton Tucker is in doubt. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but just have a look at their um, schedule. They do play the back-to-back, of course, um, against Denver and the Lakers. So they're not really winnable games. But but, actually, the Denver's not going to be playing anybody. So the Lakers want to be interesting. You might get get an appearance from Horton Tucker on Sunday or maybe Markin on Sunday, but I, I think they might be done. Chris Dunn. Didn't mean that pun, but there we go. 22, 7, and 8. 90% shooting from the big guy. All right, cool. We roster him. Kelly Olenek, why is he still playing? 16, 4, 10, 8. We love it, though. We love having him on our teams. And then we got a good game from Yudoka. As a BUK, last time it was Damian Jones. This time it was as a BUK. 12 and 7 with a block, while Jonesy had 4 and 2 with a steal and a block. I still like Jones more of a, as a BUK, but, you know, who knows? Lucas Sharmanich played 31 minutes, 8, 3, and 4. It's not a particularly strong line, but they did sign him for the rest of the season and for next season. So he's going to get some minutes here. Well, Oshai Abaji, Jesus Christ, 13 points. That looks good, yeah? It looks fine. 33% shooting on 18 attempts with no threes, one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. He may. I maintain that he is not a particularly good player. I maintain that I don't think he's a future starter in the NBA. And I'm not even sure he's a 12-team league must roster guy, even with everyone out. He's so limited in what he does. Um, it does usually require marketing out for decent games, and that's going to happen. But man, that, that's a rough one. Johnny Jujang played 16 minutes. Cool. And Simone Fontecchio played 25. Who did they not play? We even got Michael Potter playing four minutes. Bloody hell. Yeah. It's weirdness. It's weirdness all over. All right, let's do the last one. The Nuggets, or whatever was left of the Nuggets, lose to the Suns. 119-115, the final score there. The Nuggets sat KCP, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon. So all of their starters were out, and that meant Bruce Brown went crazy. 31, 6, and 4 in 38 minutes. 
DeAndre Jordan started at center and played all right, 12 and 11. Maybe he's a stream guy if Jokic sits further. Same with Reggie Jackson, who had 20 points, two threes, two steals, and six assists. Christian Brown, good game from him, 15, four, and three with two steals. And then we got 22-ish Smith minutes, 22 Jeff Green minutes, 20 Vlako Chanchar minutes. Pretty disappointing game, though, from Peyton Watson, who did start. 26 minutes for him, three points on 17%. I don't know whether Murray, Jokic, KCP, Gordon, and Porter are going to play in their remaining game. I've got no idea. I don't know why they would. But you know, if you're going to sit this one, why wouldn't you sit all the others? But we don't know that. But it means Brown is on the menu. Both of them, Christian and Bruce, John Ray Jordan, even Peyton Watson and Reggie Jackson do become 12-team streamers. But it's just really, really hard to know. Phoenix play again tomorrow, and I would be floored if these blokes play. Paul, Aiton, Durant, and Booker, I don't think are going to play tomorrow. We saw 37 minutes from Chris Paul, 25 and 6 with 7 triples. Kevin Durant played 41 minutes. There is zero chance he plays tomorrow. 29, 7 and 4 with 6 threes. Aiton, 32 minutes, 16 and 5. And Booker, 15, 1 and 8. They are locked in. I think they do play Sunday just a few minutes at least, maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get some more continuity. The Booker shot pretty poorly today, 25%. So tomorrow, Kogi stunk. He stinks a lot. He had two steals and a block, but he should see bigger uh, opportunity tomorrow. Same with Tory Craig, who had 11 and 3 in 22. Um, Terrence Ross had eight points in 15 minutes. And Campaign apparently wasn't injured. He was just out of the rotation, which is, of course, insane coaching from Monty Williams. He played seven minutes here, so got back in the mix. I hope that if Chris Paul is out, as I expect, Cameron Payne is the guy that steps up. So we could look to stream him. We could look to stream Bismack Biombo, who had 11 minutes here. But it could just be a disaster where Wainwright plays and Baisley plays or Saban Lee is the starting point guard. There could be a lot of different things that they do. I just don't expect any of those big name, big four guys to play tomorrow. The lines of the night, the monstrous is Drew Eubanks. Your waiver wire is Danny Green. Of course it is. Even more, of course, is the young gun being Isaiah Mobley. And the dud of the night is the big fella, Midwest Dylan Brooks, Ludort. Top 10 players in category leagues today. Number one was Chris... Uh, no, number one was Drew Eubanks. Yes, he is a 12-team league player. Number um, two was Chris Dunn. Chris Paul at three. Bruce Brown, four. Zach Collins, five. Danny Green, six. Bates Diop, seven. Trey Jones, eight. Tyler Hero, nine. And Isaiah Mobley at number 10. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Danny Green, number one. I don't know how excited I'd be about adding him Sunday, but maybe... Kata Bates-Diop is a solid ad. Isaiah Mobley, yes, if they sit everyone, I could stream him in. Jalen Suggs, well, the Magic have actually ruled out everyone tomorrow. Not Suggs and not Anthony, but everyone who missed today and Mo Wagner are out tomorrow. So you're going to get maybe another chance for Suggs. It'd be pretty weird if they played him on the back-to-back, given all the ankle problems he's had, but he's an option if he plays. But they could also not list him on the injury report and then not play him like they did with Cole Anthony today. And I don't know Cole's status for tomorrow either, because he's not on the injury report, but he also wasn't on that injury report today. Sharich, he could be a streamer. I'm a little bit interested there. Reggie Jackson, in particular, if guys are out, yes. Julian Champagne, maybe. Chetty Osman for Sunday, maybe. Kyle Lowry is out tomorrow, so we don't add him. And then Aaron Wiggins getting some nice numbers. But the Thunder guys, they do need to win. They need to win their next game to absolutely secure um, their final spot, which is on Sunday. Although they could be in by then if Dallas loses tomorrow. Your top 10 players in points leagues. Number one is... Drew Eubanks, followed by Zach Collins, Josh Giddy, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Chris Dunn, Kevin Durant, Bruce Brown, Kata Bates-Diop, Kelly Linick, and Chris Paul. What an eclectic mix of players. Now, I did say that I was going to go through and tell you who is in and who is out tomorrow or what we actually know. So we might as well go through and have a look at that. There are 11 games on now, just to give some updates on things because it is hard to keep a track of, of course. We didn't get much secured. We know that the Thunder now have a 75% chance of making it through, but not much else changes in terms of 
um, teams locking in or anything along those lines so far. So we didn't get anything really changing massively there, apart from again that thunder, the thunder win really helping them um, not load up but be a little bit more secure in their odds. Again, they need a loss or a win to get there tomorrow. If this screen would load up, I would love to tell you what is actually happening in the games tomorrow, but it's not responding, so I'm just going to stall because I don't want to hit pause. Oh, maybe I will hit pause and get it ready. All right, so let's look what we've got tomorrow. We've got all of the Hornets guys, PJ Washington, Rogier, Ubre, Haywood, all out. Um, Dennis Smith still questionable. For the Heat, I don't know, but it is a back-to-back, -back, so I'd be um, very worried about Adebayo, Butler, and Hero. We know Lowry's out. The Wizards are sitting everyone. So Avdi is cooked. Beal, Kuzma, Morris, Porzingis. I don't think they're coming back. But Dylan Wright is. Marvin Bagley returns for the Pistons. Um, and Omarui and Livers are questionable. The Pacers are continuing their farce of listing Miles Turner questionable. I don't think he plays. Halliburton is out, but they've also added Jalen Smith and TJ McConnell, who I don't think will play. Um, the Mav Magic have listed Bunkero, Carter, Fultz, Harris, Franz, and Mo Wagner as out tomorrow. I don't think that Okeke plays. And I think Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs are at pretty big risk of not playing. The Celtics are listing all their point guards questionable, but that's it. DeAndre Hunter still questionable for the Hawks. Joel Embiid is out for the Sixers. And I think Harden, Melton, Maxi, Harris, and Tucker are all at risk at sitting. Aldama is doubtful for the, uh, for the Grizzlies. But Morant, Tillman, and Kennard are off the injury report. The Bucks are resting Giannis, Holiday, Lopez, Middleton's out, Grayson's out, Connaughton's out. The Pelicans are without Zion. The Knicks are without Brunson and Randall. And Barrett is questionable. The... Bulls are listing Fox, or not Fox, sorry. The Bulls are listing DeRozan and Levine, questionable, as well as Caruso. I doubt they play. The Kings are listing Fox, Herder, Lyles, Mitchell's, Mitchell, Monk, Murray, Sabonis is questionable. I think most of those guys don't play. Um, Andrew Wiggins is out for the Warriors. And then Anthony Davis, LeBron James are questionable for um, the Lakers. And I don't think the Suns play any of their guys tomorrow. Whew. What a crazy, crazy day. Be, make sure you stay tuned to the news. Check out daily projections at Basketball Monster as well. Guys, we are done here. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm all delirious. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.